<laughs> okay. So good evening, any, uh, everyone. It's July uh, from Shanghai Veda and in Norway. And today I'm very happy to meet Sheila with uh, online and also to chat with Sheila about what's her experience about Ayurveda and also her background. Sheila comes from India, but she was born in Germany. And then later she moved back to India to start in the university. Actually, she studied um, medical doctor in university, which is very interesting. And then later, she, last year she moved to Bahama and now she is also in my Ayurvedic doctor class and <laughs> we are doing the program together. So we actually both did the counselor training and also the, the practitioner training uh, with, uh, with the Kalala Ayurveda Academy. So welcome Sheila, nice to see you today. Hello July, I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for your time for the interview and share your story today. So um, I think we are interesting to know that about your background, because it's like you are coming, you have a very multicultural background, like the Indian family in Germany, and then back to India. So how do you feel about Ayurveda in your family tradition? So I am basically from, my parents are from the state of Kerala in mm -hmm. South India, where Ayurveda is very, very popular. Um, but I didn't get much exposure to it because when we, when I was young, I was in a boarding school. So I was in a, in a, in a different state from my, than my uh, parents' state. And we didn't have much exposure to actually many of the Indian, it was a sort of British boarding school. It, it um, followed a lot of British customs uh, and ways. So we didn't have much exposure to many Indian things, but we also had towards you know, dance and music, those kind of exposures, but not towards medicinal or traditional exposure. Mm -hmm. uh, I first came across Ayurveda when my mom was uh, you know, very sick with arthritis for some years and the Western medicine wasn't helping and she got a treatment, uh, a prop she got admitted to an Ayurvedic hospital, had the Panchakarma, Purvakarma, all of that properly done. And she had so much relief from mm -hmm. that. That's when I got interested in Ayurveda. Yeah. I see. Was that in? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Were you asking something? Yeah. I just wonder that when your mom did her panchakarma, were you oh. already a medical doctor or it was yes. before? Ah. I, I was already. That was much um, more recently, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, meaning maybe 15 years ago, 15, mm -hmm. uh, 12 to 15 years ago. Yeah. I see. I see. So you decide to study the medi uh, modern medicine in university when you are in India, but you decide to go back to Ayurveda or go tour Ayurveda after you move away from India. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so why was that? You say so when, it's... Mm -hmm. When my mom, like I said, uh, the treatment for my mom was what made me curious about Ayurveda to start with and how much of a difference it made in her life. Um, so then I began to read about it and I began to look up these uh, many things and um, we moved to Cayman Islands actually in 2016, end of 2015 to 16. And that's when um, I really had a lot of time because I was not working. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to study Ayurveda and I began to explore all the options. And then in um, 2018, I came across Kerala Ayurveda and uh, I joined up with them. I yes, the opportunity came or the, or the time came when I had, um, you know, more recently 
And, but it was on my mind for more than 10 years that I wanted to study it further. In India, you don't have the opportunity to do sort of a, um, so if I'm an allopathic doctor, I don't have the opportunity to just go to university and have a crash course or supplementary course in, uh, in Ayurveda. There's no mixing of the two mm. in general. There are universities doing research in both, you know, combined research, allopathic and Ayurvedic in certain conditions. And there are integrative clinics, but there's there was there's no opportunity for an allopathic doctor to go back to university and get a little bit more information about another stream of medicine. If you're an allopathic doctor, you you stay in that stream and do your masters, do your you know further fellowships or whatever it may be. So that's the reason why I didn't do it in India. I did um, try to find something that you know like a certification or something, but it was not. I didn't find anything that I could do at that time yeah i see i see and at that time i'm not so sure about now but back then when you were in india how was the ayurveda and oh and the modern medical how did you see any cooperation there or it's more like a com competition situation so in some it depends as well on which city you're in and which state you're in because it's such a large country uh in some states like kerala especially they will work hand in hand. They will be competent. It depends on, it's a very personal thing as well. There may be hospitals or doctors who are very, are very against uh, an alternative form of medicine, but there will be those that are completely cooperative and they will work with you and, you know, um, do you do your part, I'll do my part, let's work together. There'll be people like that as well. Mm -hmm. So that is the gen, it depends. It like, you know, it just depends on the person, the institution and the state. In a state like Kerala, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, cooperation. And I've heard that there are some universities where there's research with both departments working together. So that's a positive sign these days. When we were, when I was in college, when I was doing my medical studies, there was no such thing. Mm -hmm. At least we were in, in the state I was and in the university that I was in, there was no, uh, um, there was no uh, Ayurveda course in my university. I see. So there was no co collaboration with them or anything like that. Mm -hmm. The state I come, uh, I studied is called Tamil Nadu. Mm -hmm. Their Siddha is a little more popular, the Siddha form of medicine, but that mm -hmm. was not uh, well respected at the time because there was a, it is a very good stream of medicine, but there were a lot of people who were claiming to be Siddha physicians without the formal education. Mm -hmm. So that got a little bit of a bad name. So that way, it's evolving now and everything is getting streamlined. The government has made a whole department for alternative medicine in India called Ayush. So that way we have a more streamlined, more recognizable, um, you know, uh, avenue for all the people who want to do things with that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's very important that now the Indian government start to really have like the rules and also to really introduce like the Ayush is introduced what an Ayurvedic counselor and also what an Ayurvedic practitioner should actually have in a background outside India. Because everyone knows that in India, you can just go to university and spend four and a half year or a bit more there, and then you can become a bounce, the Bachelor of Ayurveda Medicine and Surgery. But outside India, there's really no rule. Like here in Norway, I'm also facing some students and meeting some people that they claim that they already uh, did maybe like 10 days Ayurvedic training or like a few days Ayurvedic training and then they want to start to give consultation and then they want to start to introduce herbal herbs and formulation even Panchakarma and 
to me, it's really dangerous because it's like assessment and also experience and also clinical experience, they are really important. If you are not really have certain amount of base of knowledge and then you start to do it, I think it's just like what Dr. J says that the wrong assessment will lead to a wrong management and the wrong management will actually hurting the situation. Yes, firstly, do no harm. Yeah, mm, That's true, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you because even in allopathic medicine, it's um, it's very dangerous when you don't have your complete knowledge, both the theoretical and practical knowledge. And although people think this is um, just some sort of health or wellness advice, you know, you're giving some nutritional advice, uh, you know, have have a smoothie or something. It's not like that. It's a very serious system of medicine mm-hmm. uh, that had just lost its uh, place, you know, in the in the world. It's it's a very serious, very in depth. And requires a lot of training. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like many people nowadays use the Dr. Google to search for what mm-hmm. they might need. A lot of troubles afterwards, actually. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in knowing that as um, with your background, when you are looking for Ayurveda uh, education, what are actually the elements that you are looking for? So I went to the NAMA website in the, the US NAMA website. And I looked at the schools that are approved for these courses. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, when I started looking for Ayurvedic um, courses, I didn't know about NAMA, but when I began to research, I came to know of NAMA and then I looked at the schools that were approved. And then I looked at the curriculum. What were they mm-hmm. offering? Um, and I found, I found a few schools that had a lot of good things. They were offering a lot of information, a lot of teaching and everything. But when I, when I approached these different schools, I found that Kerala Ayurveda actually gave me a lot of information that I was seeking. They responded promptly. Um, you know, it, it was more professional, I felt. when I So I chose Kerala Ayurveda at that time um, to, to do my course with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't regret it at all. It was really, really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I see. I see. So just in case any of the audience don't doesn't know what is Nama and what is Ayush, well, Ayush is actually a government department under the in India that they promote Ayurveda, yoga, and also Unani. Yeah. Unani, yeah. And also homopathy and also Siddhi, I remember. Yeah. yeah, that's why it has the name Ayush. So that promote this worldwide to uh, as an Indian cultural and also as an Indian alternative medicine. And actually in Norway, I just got to know that Ayurveda is also part of the natural medicine system. So if you go to see in different country when they are promote natural medicine, they are also now start to mention Ayurveda in those countries. Okay, and then the Nama is actually the National Ayurveda Medicine Association in America. So they are actually gather they um they category different uh, Ayurveda profession and also they authorize different Ayurveda programs and also schools for people in America. And they are also uh, preparing for a conversation with the government to hopefully one day Ayurveda could be uh, could be listed in the medical system. 
And I think that is also like what Ayush is trying to do. Um, the Indian government tried to do that to make Ayurveda really well known and also in the medical system in different world. At okay. least one thing that I, did, uh, I think is pretty good is that now in UN Ayurveda and also under WHO, Ayurveda is actually already um, kind of authorized as uh, alternative medicine. And in Germany, there are many universities they are actually doing research about that. So I think the future of Ayurveda is pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Sheila, what do you think about your training or the education you receive in the counselor program? Because that's the first year for most of the people who would like to um, go to start the Ayurveda profession. Of course, now um, many schools, they also over like shorter training, like for people who want to just work as an Ayurvedic coach or like an Ayurvedic body worker. But if you want to go more professional, like if you want to work as a practitioner or a doctor, counselor is the first year. So what do you think about the education they provide in Kelala Ayurveda? I think it was uh, really consistent and very, very um, professionally done. The whole course, the teachers, the Vaidyas are very, very knowledgeable. Um, in some ways, I felt I understood medicine, I understood the human body, I understood um, how to look at a human being even mm -hmm. because of Ayurveda, because of the Vaidyas who are teaching us, uh, you know, in Kerala, um, more than I did when I did allopathic medicine. The, the feeling of completely knowing another person and how to look at another person you know, body, mind, and soul, that education, the way they transmit it to you with all the um, information from the root textbooks and everything, I found it really, really good. I keep uh, talking about it to my family. I keep telling them, oh, this is how it should be done. This is how you should be taught. It's like that. About, uh, about our classes and how, they, how we, we learn things with them. And they're very interactive, they're very kind. Um, they're very non-judgmental. Uh, we can ask them anything we want, uh, always open to questions, um, and they take time to answer our questions. They take time to clear, even, even what we might think is very silly, but they will say every question is important. Mm -hmm. So it's a very comfortable space to study in and, and also very professional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've very often been asked by people who like to, who are looking for Ayurvedic schools. Of course, I know many schools. I was in many different schools as well. So most of the question is that they doubt if life training online is not is worse in quality compared to life on campus training. What do you think about your training online? I don't think so. I personally found it very, very useful for me because we're not going through the stress of having to go to another place. We're not traveling. We're not getting the books. And even if we're overwhelmed with all sorts of other responsibilities, we can just switch on our phone or our laptop and we can be present as opposed to being in a campus or having to go to a campus where we may miss a class or two just because we had other responsibilities around us. So uh, I found the online system actually very, very good. Mm -hmm. uh, and apart from just the online classes, we have the whole e-learning system, which makes um, you know, it very easy to communicate with the mentors, to ask our questions there, to review the recorded videos. That is such a big blessing that we have all the videos forever. And they mm -hmm. upload the newer ones as well once we're in the system. So the review material becomes so, so much uh, easier to do than if we went to a campus. I don't think, I'm not sure these days they provide recorded videos of lectures in, 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 virtual, in an actual campus, but the virtual 
you get the recorded video. You can watch the lecture how many <laughs> times you want. Yeah. Yes, actually, I was once I remember I did the practitioner, the 205 in, in campus in America. Yeah. And that was really I was in a very serious jet lag at that time. I fly from Norway and because we also had um, it was like weekend intensive class and then the internship. So it's yeah. like I come I decide to combine them too. And I can tell you, I really so appreciated everything was recorded <laughs> because <laughs> at, the, at the class, it's like I try to focus, but the jet lag is really challenging me and it's so hard. I, and I think in, in, in any class, even if we were, even if we're not jet lagged, even if mm -hmm. you know, on a normal day you went to class, you, the focus goes away at some time or the other. <laughs> and having the recorded lectures makes such a big, uh, you know, it's such a blessing. Yeah, yeah. I think especially when it is like eight hours a day, it's really hard to make sure you're focused okay. the whole eight hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And But do you think the knowledge is actually useful, handy, that you can use them with your friends or family? It is very, very, very useful because almost immediately, uh, once we were maybe halfway into the counselor close, I began to use it. I began to make so many changes to even my own diet, my family's diet, uh, I, you know, just small little things that would change some sort of chronic problem that a person was having, or even a small problem. And our dependence on allopathic medicines reduced a lot. Mm -hmm. We began to implement just dietary changes, first aid, you know, kitchen herbs in, mm -hmm. in, uh, to, to balance us back in, in when we were suffering from something. So I, it really, really helps just mm -hmm. Even at the very beginner level, I began to implement what I was learning. Mm -hmm. you know? I see. Yeah. yeah, I remember you say that till now you are still mainly folks to perform Ayurveda or practice Ayurveda with your family and your friends. And yes. I think that's actually pretty good because then we have a feeling of what to do and what is safe. And also we have the chance to observe the situation. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, we get... Uh, very frequent feedback, and it's a very open and friendly space. The main reason I haven't been able to start a more um, professional uh, practice is because I was traveling. So when I started my Ayurveda practice, I was in Cayman Islands. Mm -hmm. and, then I went, and then we were, uh, for a year and a half, we were traveling for my husband's training. So we went several countries during that time, during my practitioner program. Mm -hmm. uh, not just, we were between Cayman and Bahamas. So in that period of time is when I did my practitioner program and I could there was no way for me to uh, we would be two months in one country and then the next two months in another country so there was no way for me to start a practice and uh, we came to the Bahamas and then I just started uh, you know helping family friends neighbors people like that not as a professional practice but just as a you know sort of advice and those kind of things I do it with the history and all the formatting that they've helped us have the uh, the course where they give us the health intake form and things like that. So it's very useful. It's very useful for a lot of people, yeah. I see. It and works. what do you, sorry, go ahead, please. I said it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice to hear that people in actually Bahama, they kind of like it and welcome it. Yeah, it's mostly yeah. Indians though, that uh, I'm helping neighbors and uh, people I know are mostly of Indian origin. I still haven't started uh, helping anyone with the, in the local uh, Bohemian uh, population. I hope to soon. Um, mm. I, 
to yeah get on with it. <laughs> yeah, it's always like once you start, then people will start to know you, and then people will start to come. Yeah, it's like till now, most of my clients they are Norwegian. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was lucky because the city I stay is very international. We have a lot of uh, foreign students. Not so many Indians, though. I didn't. I don't really have so many Indian client. We'll see how it will be in the future. But it's nice to be able to help. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you're preparing to have your studio or clinic in Bahama, right? I hope so. I'm just, um, uh, you know, finding out some more information about what I can do here. Um, the pandemic is really, really on now. Uh, mm -hmm. it's uh, the cases are a lot the hospitals are full so most um, there are lots of strict rules in place right now mm -hmm. so this would not be a good time for me to start something right away mm -hmm. and I have to uh, also get a little more information about what is the prospect of my practice here how much can I do so right now I just uh, work out of home and I'm helping people just as a courtesy not as a professional practice mm -hmm. uh, so yeah that's how but I hope in the future that I can do something that I can do something more professional, that you know, I can have my own space and I can practice Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. yeah. I see. Do you also consider to do some research since now you have the background on both, both different traditions? Yes, I would very much like to do some research. Uh, I also did a foundation course in herbal medicine mm -hmm. uh, while I was doing my practitioner program. Uh, and that was out of England, the course. Mm -hmm. That was also online at the time. Uh, and it's very, very interesting because there are lots of similarities between the two. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, I would, I would certainly like to do research, especially with Western herbs and how they, how they uh, work in mm. an Ayurvedic context. Yeah. Yeah. I think that will really be the future trend. Like Dr. Jay once mentioned that we couldn't always rely on the Ayurvedic Indian herbs because there'll be one day it's very hard. I noticed that during the pandemic time, it's so hard to get the herbs from India because it's like the problem with the shipment. And also there's no one making the, there's no pharmacy open. <laughs> so yeah. they couldn't yeah. produce the formulation. Right. Yeah. Right. So I was so appreciative, really till then, I was so, during those moments, I was so appreciated about what I learned in the counselor course, because then I know, okay, I have to focus on the spices. I have to focus on the food. I couldn't rely on the herb. And then, but with the, uh, with the knowledge of how to use the herbs, how to recognize the herb, I'm able to use those knowledge into, look into the local herbs to see what we can pick on the road. Yes, yes, yes. Like I remember there was a lady who had some uh, menstruation issue after delivery. So I told her that, okay, with your issue, go to find the red clove. You see mm -hmm. the red clove everywhere now uh, on the road, in the park as well. So pick those and then you check if any of your neighbor has the, um, have the uh, raspberry and then That's you- yeah, raspberry, and then you pick the leaves that will also help you. So try those to and make a tea. She look at me and say, "Are you sure those are things so simple? Just you know, we see them every day." I say, "Yeah, but maybe we forget the value of them." I think most most countries have had a a, a very rich history of natural medicine, which they yes. forgot. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's like when people ask me that. Okay, so. I remember I discussed this with Nancy or Anu about like here in Norway, we they eat a lot of meat. 
and then yes. they eat, they drink a lot of alcohol. So they kind of saying that I don't want to become vegetarian if I want uh, to go more Ayurveda. So I tell them that yeah. it's not about what you eat. It's about how you eat and how you digest. And then we yeah. dive into the local recipes. We realize yeah. that most of those uh, heavy meals they take during Christmas time, they add a lot of like clove, a lot of star anise. And then in the sweets, they add a lot of cinnamon and even ginger powder and all those. I say, well, that is Ayurveda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that surprised people so much. Especially ginger and uh, cinnamon and in all the cookies and everything for Christmas, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, you were in Germany, so you know. Even in the Gulu wine, then people ask me that. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when people ask me that, okay, so I'm going to a party. I have to drink for a social. What can I drink? I say, you go to look for Gulu wine. You make your own Gulu wine. Gulu wine is actually a warm wine, red wine, but warm, cooked with a lot of spices. Uh, usually they drink it in the, at the Christmas market in Germany and in Switzerland. Yeah. And in Norway, they adapt the, that tradition as well. So I tell them, go find that and that will be your okay drink to drink during the parties. <laughs> that is your kaya. <laughs> yes. So actually yeah. now I start to look into, as you saw on my IG, I have, I start to really dive into the traditional medical diet in different countries, like in Asia and also here and even in South America, because I always, yes, yes. Because I noticed that, where there is a long culture about food, about diet, yes, you will see Ayurveda there. It is, it is very true. So, uh, and mm-hmm. Ayurveda is very popular in South America as well. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that will be really interesting to know how everything will be with your Ayurveda performance in Bahama then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hoping, hoping for things to work out soon, yeah. Yeah, but at least there you have so many nice food ingredients and also nice weather, yeah. Um, The weather is very tropical. So most Mm. of the things that we would find in a tropical country, we would find here. Yeah. Uh, And also they have a history of uh, bush medicine, it's called. Most of the Caribbean, Uh uh, when people bought from Africa into the Caribbean islands, they Mm. came with medicinal knowledge from Africa. And they used it. And it's called bush medicine. I haven't bought, found a book yet uh, mm. to buy on bush medicine, but I would like to read about it. So they have their own system of medicine, which is like our, you know, home remedies. Mm-hmm. They use something from the garden to for their ailments. Um, so they, they're quite open to that. And they are, uh, I think they too would like to use that first, like mm-hmm. a more natural system first. Yeah, they're open that to that. That is really cool. Yeah, because I got some books about the uh, wild food in the in the nature here in Norway, and also a book about the traditional Norwegian medicine, herbal medicine. And then I start to take the picture, and then when I take a walk in the forest, when I see the plant, I kind of secretly dig it and move it back to my garden and grow in my garden. Yeah, I think that's really nice that we have the chance to really know more about local thing and then we start to merge them into Ayurveda and then use the core and concept of Ayurveda to use those local ingredients to help people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you plan to write some articles in the future to share your experience? Um, so I did give a couple of talks again to only my, my friends and family and people from my university and school and things like that who are mm-hmm. close to me. Uh, regarding Ayurveda and many of them have 
start, asked me to start a blog <laughs> so that I can write articles on different things. I haven't thought about it seriously, uh, but I, I would love to do something like that. I would love to write articles, yeah. yes. Actually, I'm so curious about what you'll find out with, uh, with the local food and also the bush mats in there. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, I would be I, so curious. Yes, yes. That's absolutely something that I should uh, look into more, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, great. Thank you very much, Sheila, for your time today. Thank you, July. It was such a pleasure to talk to you and answer all the questions. Yeah, it's really nice to hear your story and also your experience. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so I will see you around. I believe we are going to meet very soon in 10 days, I think, as I remember. Uh, in, yes. the... in the visual class on Saturday. Okay, okay. I was wondering if I was missing something. Yes, no, 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 no. The intensive weekend for us will be yeah, yeah. in three weeks. So no worry about that. But just one Saturday, we'll meet again. Yeah. So before that, take care and enjoy the nature there. Okay? You too. Thank you. Yeah. Take care then. Bye-bye.